What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Michelle, and we are discussing episode five of season seven. And um, it's been a few weeks since we last recorded because, uh, you know, schedules have been crazy, but I wanted to start this episode talking about the theme song. And the reason why is because it was so weird. We were supposed to originally record this episode a few weeks ago. And I was literally getting to the point where I was about to tell Michelle, you know how we mentioned at the beginning of the season, I was like, usually when there's a new theme song, it takes me a few uh, it takes me a few episodes to kind mm-hmm. of get used to it, especially because the um, the music is different from what I'm hearing, you know, as far as Western music. And I was just getting to the point. I was like, you know what? I've listened to this song enough now that I really actually do like it. The only part I really don't care about is like the breathy part at the end. Yes. That's still kind of, eh. but I actually like this version of the song. We didn't get to talk about that. And then like two or three days after that, we got the news that Sinead O'Connor passed. And, you know, Sinead O'Connor is the person who did the theme song for this season and I just it bothered me because I was like I don't want people to think that I'm just liking it now because you know Mm -hmm. she's gone or whatever that's not the case but I just um I did just want to kind of mention it because her her passing was kind of sudden for all of us because I don't think she was physically sick at least not that we know of but I know that she had been struggling with mental health issues for a long time you know she suffered through the death of her youngest son last year and I know that she was really having a hard time dealing with that um we don't know what the cause of her death is they have not released it so I don't know if it was something natural if it was anything else but um in any case I just wanted to um you know mention that and just what a tremendous loss her talent is for the world not just her talent but her activism too she has been um very vocal Mm -hmm. about the things that she believes in her causes and her activism and um it's just a sad sad thing and I just wanted to mention that before we started talking about the episode so rest in peace yes rest in peace have you gotten used to the song yet no so I haven't changed (laughs) Yeah, I'm it, sorry. It, it it's still not hitting me, and I uh skipped to the episode. Oh, okay. See, I don't. I can't. I don't even have that option anymore. I, I don't have, have the option, like but the, I do have the option to mute and go fast. Okay. And really, what I'm doing is before I was skipping to the beginning and realized that I was missing some foreshadowing in the uh-huh. pictures. So I will go back and sometimes just turn it down, or I just don't really pay attention to the song and just look at the images. Okay. Because okay. I'm, I'm really not. I'm right. still not feeling it. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get into episode five and we're not going to go in order. We're just going to talk about things because I know there's something that happens in the middle of this episode that both Michelle and I really, really need to discuss. And that's the fact that that doggone Emily had a baby and it was Ian's. Or at least that's the way they're presenting it. That's the way they're presenting it. I know that in the books, 
it's not really clear whether or not the child is his, but I'm sorry. The way that they showed it in the show, there is no doubt. There's no doubt. There's there's no doubt. Even with what the boy was saying to Ian, there is no doubt. But when I say I was the happiest woman in the world, I started I was crying. crying. I did too. I was like, thank you. So I felt it. I was like, we can conquer the world, Ian. We can conquer the world. We just need to get you a wife now. And I'm like tearing up now just to because when he did okay, now I'm like getting confused on episodes. But is this also the episode where he did talk to her about was he the cause of his wife not? It was literally, so, it was literally right before. Right. So him mm-hmm. talking about that and taking that on, like, but knowing we know now that it just happens. And sometimes it, we don't, some of us don't want to believe it. It happens for a reason. Like something is going on and there's a purpose why we missed Carrie. There is reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's, and him just blaming himself for it. And like, she was able to have other kids with someone else and not me. It was just heartbreaking. And then to turn around to find out if he stayed a month later, two months later, if he just stayed. So the thing about that is. He still could have had his wife and two other kids. Well, so that would have been difficult because, yes, he could have stayed and it would have, you know, it would have been known that she was pregnant or whatever. But at the time that he actually left, she was already courting Kaharaton. So it's Correct. kind of like he would have had he would have had to sit there and go through their whole courtship, their whole marriage. Mm-hmm. She would have had to go through her whole pregnancy. The whole it had to be the whole pregnancy because when she got pregnant, he would just assume that it wasn't his until this baby come out. And, Lawn and head. Hair, right. And the hair color you can't can't deny. <laughs> so the thing about it that kind of made me upset about it like when he so basically ian is given a mission by the general he needs to go and treat with one of the mohawk who is living in the settlement that ian used to live with with his wife and when he gets there he sees emily and they have like a small exchange and um he asks her to take a walk with him And she says, I can't go far. My son and my newborn daughter, you know, Mm -hmm. need me. So when they have this conversation and and Ian is like, oh, so your family has grown. Are you happy? And she says, yes, I am. And then he said, well, you haven't asked if I'm happy. And she's like, I have eyes. Like, I know what this is. And then Ian just out the blue asks if he can meet her son. And even before that, when he's having a conversation, he tells her, I'm so sorry I couldn't give you children. And then you look at the look on her face. I was like, mm-hmm. hold up. Why is she looking at him like that? So then when he asked to meet her son out the blue, she just kind of gives him this look. And then it's almost like, given the way that they have their beliefs, it's kind of like, okay, you know what? This is the way things are supposed to be. So when she calls the little kid over and this little blonde head kid comes over, we're all looking at Ian is even like, huh? <laughs> like it's literally, huh? On the closed caption. Right. Like, wait, what? Right. 
Because they're like totally, I'm like, okay, I'm watching it. Wow, he's really going to meet this, you know, little boy, not really thinking about. Wait, what? What did I just see here? Come across the screen? Right. And he had to sit there and look. And she was just looking like, you know, because the baby starts crying. And she was like, my daughter leaves me, needs me. And she leaves the child with Ian. And I think that was for Ian to get Mm -hmm. a moment to collect himself. Mm -hmm. And he sits there. He asks the little kid. He's like, what's what's your name? You know, he's speaking to him in Mohawk. He says, swiftest of lizards. And Ian's like, oh, okay, that's a cool name. And then he asked Ian in English, are you Wolf's brother? And Ian was like, yes. Your mother taught you English? He said, yes. And then he says, my grandmother talks about you. Yep. Oh, what does she say about me? She says that I am the child of your spirit, but that I should not tell my father. My father. (laughs) And I'm thinking, your father should know better at this point. And then I mean, it's like you a know. whole bunch of things start clicking. Like when Ian and Kaheraton saw each other last season and Kaheraton mm-hmm. was about to do that duel with the um other Scottish guy, I can't remember his name. And he, he gave him his thing. He was like, if I die, take care of take care of my wife and son. Kaheraton knew that wasn't his goddamn son. He knew. And the well, he has to do he has to know, and the whole the whole tribe had to be talking about this. Like, this is some tea that they talk about on the side that no one should mention out loud. But have you seen their son? Ooh, that looked like Wolf's brother. Right. I'm just saying. Because there is no way these two black-headed Mohawk Indians are having this blonde-headed baby. Pale skin. Nah. Nope. Shouldn't. But it makes me, I mean, I was happy in a sense because when she comes back out, she asks Ian, she was like, will you give him, a, will you name him, Um, you know, to prepare him for when he walks in your mm-hmm. world? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's the confirmation right there. Because you're not about to ask somebody else to name. No, not your ex. Your ex-husband. Not your ex-husband. Especially that. knowing how he left the reason he had to leave no so he gives him the name of ian james and he looks so happy it's like a weight has been lifted off his shoulders but i was Mm -hmm. so mad and it's the same way i feel in all instances like that like wow he missed out on the chance to raise his child because she could have sent word i mean if she really loved kaharatana was like okay i still want to be with him she still could have told ian hey, I just want you to know that this is your son. Like, think Mm -hmm. about what damage that did to him emotionally for him to be shunned by the whole village because, quote unquote, his spirit was too weak to overcome hers. Like, you you couldn't have said just a little something? Just like, hey, um, I just want you to know that we have a that don't mean we're gonna get back together but we have a son so i'm happy about it i am too i was i was i was overjoyed because you see how much hurt he has about his lost daughter and how much that bothered him the fact that he thought that he would never be able to father children because he thought it was something with him 
Mm-hmm. And to see the absolute joy when he realizes that this child is his, it just makes me upset because he won't have the opportunity to raise this child. He won't be, he really won't be a part of this child's world. Like, I love the fact that they did mention him to this child. So once the child gets older and he starts learning about their ways, he's going to understand what that means. I'm the, I'm the child of your spirit. Yeah, he's going to understand, oh, this is my real father. And maybe later on, he'll come and look for, for Ian and that will be great. But right now, my heart just breaks for him because he won't be a part of this child's life like that. But just the satisfaction that he knows that he has one and it it wasn't yes. his fault. Yes. And then immediately after that, what happens when he comes back to the camp? He runs into Miss Hunter again. And I was like, oh, okay. So here we go with the love triangle thingy. <laughs> beginning it's going to be episode, one. Yeah. Beginning of the episode, we have the Hunters and we have William. And they're on their way to Fort Ticonderoga, or at least the Hunters are William is accompanying them. They meet a stranger in the middle of the road and he tells them that they missed the turn, that they're on the wrong path. And he offers to let them come to his house, stay, we'll feed you. Okay. I was like, that's really nice. I should have known then. I should have known. I should have known that something was not right because when they get to the house and the wife is preparing them dinner, what was that in the stew? Was it rats? Was it? It couldn't have been squirrels because I've seen them eat squirrels. It was, I thought it was rats. Whatever it was, that's I thought it was rats. That stew was disgusting. It was. I'm like, and I understand you're saying that both of the armies, you know, the rebels and the Brits. They came through, they took all your good stuff, they took all your cattle, they took all your food, blah, 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 and you're just kind of making do. But still, you didn't have, that stew did not need to look like you just picked that stuff up off the floor and just put it in the pot. It did, because it's like, it almost seems like it still have, like, hair. I don't know. I just couldn't even look at it. Neither could Rachel. (laughs) I was like, this is some, oh, this is disgusting. And you notice William purposefully did not look at what he was eating. Like, Mm -mm. it's like they put the bowl in front of him and he just kind of, he was looking kind of off to the side. Maybe it was because of the smell, because the smell actually got Rachel to get up from the table. She Mm -hmm. was like, I had to back away. Denzel is just looking at it just like, hmm, y'all expecting us to eat this? And they keep saying, are you okay? You haven't touched your food. Have you looked at this food? I don't want to touch Have this you food. Smelled this food. I don't want to touch this food. <laughs> but what we find out is that what they're actually doing with this um, you know, this whole um hospitality business is they have been using that ploy to lure people in, kill them, and then take their belongings. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to not be able to kill our three because William wakes up with a stomachache from the stew. He wakes up and I, they made sure they put the sound effects in like William woke up with bubble guts. Right, because he's not used to these type of meals. No. So it it had to take, well, first of all, it was going to take, oh, it's going to take your stomach up. 
it's going to. Like, like I'm looking at it again. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just chunky. It's just, it's just not right. It just seems hairy and right. Like y'all just threw the whole thing in there. You didn't yeah, skin it. You didn't because you got to guess. It. You got to get the flavor. Uh-uh. I don't need that kind of seasoning. I no. Mm-mm. Put that thing on some fire. Give it some char grilled taste. But Mm-mm. who is about to? I, I and I mean the fact that William ate it, however much he ate, because he really didn't. Well, of course, I guess he would have had to have seen what it was once he actually started eating. But when he went to check on Rachel. He was like, are you okay? She was like, I had to back away from that putrid smell. She said, did you see? He was like, nope. And I would be very glad if you not tell me what was in there. Yeah. Like ignorance is bliss, I guess, until it gives you bubble guts. But okay, bubble so, guts okay, so it, it, it was skinned. It was skinned. It was, okay. But what she could have done to help out would have been to like at least cut it up so it'll be chunky meat so it doesn't look like a whole piece of a rat a rat right because that's what it looked with the tail and the fur ball at the end Mm-mm. and the whiskers the whiskers is, oh, hold on, hold on, I hold see on. whiskers yeah okay so it it would have oh god I can't anymore okay I'm sorry ooh yeah but if see, they okay. have made it more appetizing they just cut it up and made a stew or something so, you know like people eat people they cut it up make it look like a stew but the thing is so in William's plate it doesn't look so much like oh gosh oh yes okay I'm looking at it in the background yeah mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. The tail, the stomach is p- torn open on what? Oh, ah. Yeah, so. Like, oh. Okay. So, anyway, we're going to go, we're going to move on from that because that's just disgusting. So, like I said, William wakes up with the bubble guts. And as he's waking up, the husband and wife are coming down the stairs and the husband looks kind of startled that William is up and William turns around. He was like, Mr. Johnson, you couldn't sleep either. Not realizing Mr. Johnson has a whole machete in his hand. Mrs. Johnson goes around the corner and tries to take out Denzel first. I guess she figured if she, if she tried to go for Rachel first, both of the men would probably of course, come to her rescue. So she was like, okay, well, we're going to take the two men out first. And um, that proves to not go the way they want it to go because Denzel is like, you're not about to kill me. William is fighting. Mm-hmm. Rachel gets up and starts fighting. And it's so interesting that this happens to them because just before they met Mr. Johnson on the road, they had um they were having discussions on the road about whether or not violence is necessary because of course with Rachel and Denzel being Quakers they don't believe in violence they don't believe in a lot of that nature and William is basically sitting there telling them so what if someone were to what if someone were to, were to attack your sister 
Mr. Hunter. And they keep saying, you know, God had, God is basically their version of God is in control. You know, God will take care of it. God will protect us, this, that, and the other. And then of course you have this happen where violence is actually exacted against you. Right. And unfortunately, William has to pull a fireplace poker and kill Mr. Johnson in order for the attack to stop. He punches right. and Mrs. Johnson and, and, and knocks her out. punches her. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they find out the next morning that this is something they have done a lot. And Rachel said, yes, yeah, she showed us a cupboard full of jewelry and other ill-gotten gains. And she offered it to us in order to leave her in peace. But of course, we're we're going to refuse it. I was just like, like, these are helpless people. You could have just let them go by. Like, what purpose are you serving? The only thing I can think of is that if you're starving, you're probably using them as food. As I was thinking that. I was thinking that, too. And they haven't had somebody in the minute. That's why they were eating the rats and stuff. Probably. Like they said, they had abundance on the farm and now they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because I can't the see them just killing people and burying them. Right. And just keeping their jury for what? The jury doesn't help you with anything. Mm -mm. So, yeah. I, I mean, I eventually, thinking, I guess it could help if they need to sell it. But yeah. then, depending on the type of jewelry... These are farmers in the backwoods. Right. So, so I was thinking they were like eating. You try to sell it. People are going to be like, where did you get this? Mm -hmm. Oh, I know who this belongs to. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, so I'm um, thinking they were, they were um, eating. Yeah. Their victims. Probably so. Which is just disgusting altogether. Yeah. But um, yeah, so William has to dispatch of Mr. Johnson. And this is where we find out this is the first time he's killed someone. And, you know, like you said, he doesn't know what to do with it. He always thought that his, he, he would kill someone in battle, but never something like this. And, you know, that's one of the things I was thinking when we were talking about William in the last episode, like he's so gung-ho to fight, to be a part of the battle, to be, mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, you don't really understand like you understand in theory what it is that you're going to have to do in war and it all sounds like yes i'm going to kill you know our enemy for the glory of my country and this that and the other but when you actually have to kill someone especially in a situation like this it's totally different because it's not what you thought it was going to be it's not the guts and glory and, you know, doing it for my country. No, you literally had to kill someone to save your life and to save the lives of others. And for what? Like, we don't really know their story. They could have been starving and just looking for, you know, like you, like, like we said, food. Ooh. Or they could just be, you know, they could just be extremely bitter and like, okay, we're just going to kill these people. You know, they don't know anything about William and the Hunters. But kind of like you said earlier, William carries his way. I mean, William carries himself in a certain way. So even if you didn't know he was a soldier, you probably can tell he comes from good stock. Yes, because Rachel said that when they were having the conversation, mm -hmm. too. So for us to imagine, William is walking around like, 
he has money. He's made of money. He's part of royalty. He's something. Yeah. But the but the good thing is he isn't doing that in an arrogant way. No, he he's not at all. It's just like it. he's bragging or he's trying to tell. No. Like he but really you will be able to it. tell. Like yeah. you, you, you're able to tell. I, yeah. He's yeah. really doing his best to blend in, but mm-hmm. certain breeding, you can't hide that. No, unless you, can't. you literally have been in the streets, kind of like Jamie. Like even with Jamie, though, Jamie can mask it. But underneath all of that, you can tell Jamie has been a soldier. You can tell he's yeah. a person who yeah. is raised a little bit better than the general person on the yeah. street. Yeah. But so. see, he's good because he can float in and out of all the worlds. Mm-hmm. Jamie can. Mm-hmm. William, no, I can't. See, you get down and dirty, William. Right. And that's why he walks around. You're like, oh, yeah, you're you're from something. Mm-hmm. You're from somewhere. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh. When they... When they kind of split paths at the end of the episode, um, or you know, towards the end of the mm-hmm. episode, when he um tells them he was like, Yes, if if you should encounter any troubles on the road, just tell whoever that you know, you know, you basically know someone in high places. And he gives his father's name. And when Rachel is like, Well, who is who is Harold? He doesn't want to say, Oh, that's my father. He just says he's some kin to me. So it's like, okay, yeah, you can be kin to somebody and not be, you can be kin to someone who has status and mm-hmm. you yourself not have status. And Correct. I think that's kind of what he was trying to imply. But Rachel and, and Denzel are looking at each other like. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it looks like Rachel got a little bit of a crush on him. Yes. And we don't I'm know not- how long, how long it's been. I know it's, it's had to have been at least a few weeks from it the had time to. when he first came. However, in. I'm not caring about it, but since we got the the heartwarming, positive Ian story, I'm okay with William having the crush on Rachel, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I already well, know again, where she's at going. This point, yeah. Again, at that point in the episode, Rachel was also thinking she would never see Ian again. And he even yes. says as much when they do meet up again, because like I said, Denzel and Rachel, they end up at Fort Ticonderoga, which is where Jamie, Claire, and Ian are. Ian just happens to be gone to the Mohawk when they finally get there. But when he comes back and he sees Miss Hunter, you know, they kind of exchange some pleasantries. And that's when they realize, oh, okay, well, we're going to be here. We've been helping your auntie, um, you know, with medical stuff. And Ian is like, I didn't think I would see ever see you again. And he was like, so I should be seeing you a little bit more. And he starts smiling. And it's like, you can see the gears turning in his head because he's like, oh, I can make her a wife now because I know I can have children. Yes, I'm worthy that's now. His, that's yeah. his, yeah, his mindset. Yeah. Which, you know, so. again, this is 1700. So that was important to them back then. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, I, I can't marry somebody if I can't get them children because that mm-hmm. was kind of the mindset back then. You know, it was... It wasn't normal for people to say, oh, I don't want children, which right. you know, is exciting. And, and at one point, he even thought that Malva that he did impregnate her. But then when he found out that it wasn't him. So here we go again. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And right. And so it put a threat on your life. And I mean, not on your life, but your future loved one's life. Right. You're like, but I again, don't know. 
let's be honest, we don't really know who the father of Malva's baby is. It could have been Eve. I mean, and that's true too. It really could have been. It could have been. It could have been that other dude. She was. Yeah, I'm about to say the other dude in the church. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't want to speak ill of the dead, but we really don't know who that baby daddy was. But. Right. But okay, so we got. But this is gonna be an interesting. Um, it's interesting because one, they're related. This um love triangle. So now. Oh yeah, two cousins don't fight over well, Miss Rachel, and I feel like Miss Rachel is worthy. Mm-hmm. I like her, so I'm okay with that. But it's going to be interesting to see how that comes about because, um, just like Denzel said to William, he was like, you know, as Quakers, we have our beliefs, and you can't shake us from our beliefs. And one of those things is about the whole violence thing; like they steer away from that. And unfortunately, the two men who she is liking, they both have violence in their lives. You know, even though William, not as much now, except for the fact that he just killed this one person. But again, like he said, that was the first person he's ever killed. Yeah. But he is actually going to war. Yeah. So, so that's violence will become become a part of his life. And Correct. then we already know about Ian. Ian I would say, don't ask Ian. <laughs> And it's no stranger to violence. No stranger. He has no qualms about it. Especially when it comes to protecting his family and the people he loves. He's like, oh, I got to kill who? Oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, so don't ask him who, who was his first kill because he probably forget. No, I, you don't. You don't forget. I know you don't, first. but I'm just saying, don't ask him how many. Right. When was it? Right. Just don't who ask was that. his first kill? I think it was the guy in the print shop. The guy who said the print, no, because he didn't kill him. He got away, bit me. The guy who set the print shop on fire. Yeah. He so, got away. So, okay, we don't know. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how she how she does that. Because again, I'm not familiar with the Quaker religion. So I don't know if that's something like, I know Denzel was kind of excommunicated or banished from, mm. what does he say? He was dismissed from meeting but she wasn't. So I don't know if when that happens, if that means that they're, you know, kind of like with, with Catholics when they're excommunicated, yeah. they still consider themselves Catholic. I think Correct. that they can't partake in all of the formal, formal, um, right. Rituals. So what so would that mean if for, she, for Rachel, it don't mean anything. Cause Rachel's going to find her a husband and Rachel's going to be like, <laughs> What you want to do, honey? I'll work it out some way or the other. <laughs> She's gonna work it out. She'll work it out. Right. It was like this violence you had, you had to partake in this violence. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're going around just killing people. This is true. Well, I mean, well, I was gonna say William will if he if he takes part in this war, because I, I'm sorry, just the way that they do wars back then, you know, where you have the people on the front line and one side shoots and then the other side shoots back in retaliation. It's like at this point, yeah, you kind of I know it's part of what you're supposed to do, but, you know, you can aim that gun off to the side. But you but can, but you 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 don't want to because that will also mean you will die in the process of yeah. trying to not to kill someone else. Yeah. So. So she's just going to have to. What, she what got to deal with it's wartime. So you she's have, gonna to, have to choose with... violence today. 
<laughs> yeah, she don't have to choose violence. I'm saying she will get over it. She was like, I mean, in this world today, I'm not going to find a man who is not partaking in the war. Right. So that would be kind of hard. Unless I mm-hmm. find another doctor like my brother, that's not going to be easy to come by. Right. And we don't want her marrying no 80-year-old man. So, okay. No. Okay. Um, so we're going to stay in the past for a minute. Okay. We need to talk about Jamie and this French general because Jamie is a good man because once they realized that the British were setting foot on this mountain, just like Jamie warned him. Several times. Right. Or and demonstrated or whatever. And, and, and demonstrated it for right. you. And the big general was like, how did we not know this was going to happen? And the other, the French guy's like, we had no way of knowing. Jamie came in there and looked at him. I was like, open your mouth. Open your mouth. But you know, he he's he he's not a man to do that, to cut another man down. But I wanted him to, to say, uh, I told you last week. I was so mad. I was like. Hey. I was. And I'm like, first of all, you, ha- I know that Jamie looks young. However, he is an older gentleman on the show. So it's like, come and on. And he has the experience. Right. And I'm like, come on. He is telling you this. But then he also showed you how easy it was. And you were mad yeah. because he wounded your pride. Because he embarrassed right. you. So instead of getting on him for doing that and then also setting up what you needed to set up. No, you just completely ignore what you just saw with your own eyes. So you're not a leader. Mm-mm. At all. And the crazy thing is all of your men were aware of this demonstration. So all of them who were sitting here listening to the general be pissed off because y'all didn't give him any warning that this could happen. All your men are looking at you like you knew this was going to happen because yeah, he's incompetent. So I don't want him to like lead me. So I just, you I, know. I just like I said before, I just want Jamie to have a card to say he been through, seeing like about five different wars. Can y'all just let him be? Like, can he be in the office just sending up the little on. soldiers on the map? Right, right. Just, I'm, I'm just tired of this. I, I need him to go visit his sister. I, yes, I need him to get from from there. But I mean, I guess. He might get closer to it because they have to evacuate Fort Ticonderoga yeah. because the French did not listen to him. Right. But and he's a man of honor, too, and that's what gets him in trouble. Because me, I'd be on the um boat already. No, nah, because then, he, then he'll be wanted for going AWOL. And we Jamie just don't need to be on the run anymore in this life. I know, that's what I'm saying. Her. He's a man of honor, so he's going to do this and Claire's going to stay behind with him and be the Doctor who I'm so tired of them treating her like so the assistant. The 1700s I mean, suck. It does they because because she like, clearly knows what, what she's doing. doing. Mm-hmm. She does. And, and I mean, for even, even Denzel coming in and realize and- that she does know what she's talking about. But this other one, you about to do some crazy things to your patients because you don't want to listen to her either. Right. And what was it he said? Well, um, I think it what was it, Captain Stacktoe? I think that was his name. He was like, Well, maybe I should do the surgery because I'm the one that actually has a medical degree. 
I was like, you know what? I like this character. I love it. I like this character because he's literally like he when he was explaining to Claire, when Claire was trying to explain that, okay, I agree with what Stacto was saying because of this that, and other. And Denzel was like, yeah, generally I would agree, but he has an uh, aneurysm, blah, blah, blah. And Claire's like, oh, that means that, you know, he's in danger of a artery rupturing. And he's like, yes. Even the way that he explained it to her, he didn't explain it to her from a from a point of arrogance or, you know, what I know what I'm talking about, this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. He was just explaining to her when she she gave her opinion. He said, oh, well, he has such and such. And she was like, oh, I know what that is. And she explains and He's looking at her like, oh, yeah. And even when she went and said, um, I'll get the tools for the surgery and I will, you know, I'll get some hot water. And he was like, hot water for what? She said to sterilize them so that there's no post-surgery uh, infection. Like, oh. oh, and he was like, oh, that makes sense. Like he was open to receiving mm -hmm. new information that could possibly help him to be better in his job. And the other dude was like, well, you're not going to, you're not going to put my tools in hot water and, and have them warp and blah, blah, blah. You'll just have to do the surgery without them. And Denzel was like, well, it's a good thing I have my own tools. I was like, dude, you didn't think that this, that the medically trained doctor would have mm -hmm. his own set of surgical tools. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason why he's there in the camp. And chances are, the reason why Walter probably has gangrene in his foot anyway is because of what Stacto did. Nah, no, I said I'm so I'm just so sick of people who don't listen to others who have the experience, who have the knowledge, and it's all about ego for them. Right. Like this is the reason why your patient had to lose part of his leg mm -hmm. because you didn't do what you were supposed to do as quote unquote doctor. Mm -hmm. And then this is the reason why y'all have to abandon the whole fort and everybody in it because you don't want to listen to Jamie tell you, hey, guess what? They're going to take that hill. They're going to bring a cannon. He's like, they're not going to bring a cannon up there. Even after Jamie showed you, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had my man do that. I had my man do that this morning. This morning. This is not over a couple of days. Oh, we put that up there this morning. So you think the British couldn't do that? But no, you want to be... Girl, I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of them. But you always get that with people. People who are in these high positions, they don't want to listen to, quote unquote, their you know, subordinates. Because they think that they don't know better. Like, oh, I'm in this position for a reason. Reason. And I know, I know all. Right. So. I was, I was just like, you know what? We don't, we don't need to deal with this. And then, and then the fact that when the evacuation was ordered, Jamie was like, I've already ordered my men to have canoes to evacuate because they'll get away fat, you know, we'll get away faster in water that should have that should be like so why were you already prepared for that possibility right and then i may need to change who's in charge i'm just saying no we don't need them to change who's in, well not in that sense we don't need jamie to be conscripted for nothing else he don't need to be in charge of nothing because then that that's just going to delay 
his traveling to Scotland. We have to go to Scotland. I, I mean, is that actually going to happen? Because I just feel like there's another delay after another delay. Well, I mean, because of the casting news we got at the beginning of the season, we know that they're going back to Scotland because... At some point, but we're going to have probably about two more delays. I know, but like, because <laughs> we know Dougal is coming back this season. Galus is coming back this season. So I'm assuming there's going to be some flashbacks. Yeah. But they did mention Leary is coming back this season too. So I, Leary, Ian... Um, Jenny, who they had to recast. So obviously they make it back to Scotland. I just don't know. If Maybe do it. that may be a flashback. Uh, no, I'm I'm going to hold on to the fact that they are going back to Scotland. We're going to hold on to it. I don't know if it's going to happen um, in this first eight episodes of the season or if it's going to happen in the back half but i mean this is what episode five so they only have they have three more episodes mm -hmm. technically speaking they it don't seem like we're going to be making it no if anything they may part. leave to go to scotland but At i mean end. we don't know it we don't know exactly how far into the american revolution or leading up to the american revolution mm -hmm. we're going to get with jamie and claire because again you and i have no knowledge of the books from this point on so no so it's just kind of like but i don't i would think since they're doing a split and it's eight episodes in the first part of the season and then we'll get the the next eight episodes sometime next year hopefully in the spring I wouldn't think that they would take us to Scotland and then interrupt it. It just doesn't seem like it will flow well for them to do that, you know, to like introduce us or put us in Scotland and, and we see whoever we see. And then you leave us for eight. I mean, you leave us for months. I don't think that's happening. So I think if they end up going to Scotland, they'll probably finish whatever this stuff is right here in the States. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. they'll probably leave and go to Scotland. And that's probably where we're where we'll open up. Yeah, because I mean, we also got some foreshadowing that William also finds out that Jamie, his dad, is that going to be before or after he goes to Scotland? It seems like that's something that should happen before they go to Scotland. Right. So Scotland seems like but, that's going to be later. Like I don't later. know. I don't know if I don't know. It's a lot of story they have. It is here. Yeah. Steel, but I don't know. So. If, I don't know if it would make sense for William to find out now with only three episodes left, because it's not like that's a casual reveal. That like it's not that's so, something huge. So you can't just reveal that and deal with that in one episode. So that may so, be the next half of the season, which means they still in the states, or they come back. Because it's a long journey to go then, back and forth. No, but and then I mean, you go, Claire you don't want to come back. No, you but go. Claire asked. Claire asked him. She said, "Promise me, we'll come back." She wants to go back to Fraser's Ridge. So okay. maybe they do make it back after you know. And then again, we don't know if there are going to be any time jumps in this in this season. We don't because they could come back after the revolution. Mm -hmm. They could, which yes, please do that because, like you said, Jamie don't need to be in no more battles. No, if he comes back, they're gonna try to put him in some battles. We don't need that. Jamie needs a break from war. He needs a break from battles. He needs a break from being hurt. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. So 
So maybe there'll be some time ju jumps or maybe once the um, once the American Revolution is over, maybe William makes it back to England and there's there's a story there how they end up back to I mean I don't know at this point That's I, don't I, know. I don't know but yeah I don't I don't think he's if he's gonna find out this season I don't think it will be before the hiatus okay I I, I just don't I don't see that happening it's it, it would just it will feel rushed and one of the things about this season that we've both noted they have been doing very well time-wise as far as telling the story, not lagging too long on certain things. Like they have been very good about wrapping storylines up and making them uh, satisfactory. So I don't think they would rush something like this because that is a huge, huge mm -hmm. thing. Not just for the fact of William finding out that his father, I mean, he already knows Lord John is not his biological father. So that wouldn't be the shock. The shock would be the fact that this person who you only knew as a groom is your actual father, mm -hmm. which means you are not the highborn person that you mm -hmm. have been raised to be. That means you have no claim to any of these titles, to any of these lands, to all of this stuff that you have. And it's literally changing your identity right you know granted they may never tell everyone or publicly they may they may never say okay this is who his actual father is but like you said they they did good with the casting they have enough similarities that you can that you can say oh, if they in, yeah if they in the room together right and you never know if his grandmother's still alive. She sees Jamie, she'll be like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What did my daughter do? <laughs> <laughs> Although I doubt it. I, you know, she's probably not alive at this point, but yeah. So I don't I don't think they're gonna do that before um before the, the hiatus. No, I don't think so too. Uh -uh. So we've we're gonna Yeah. So yeah, so they're fleeing Fort Ticonderoga. Jamie gets, you know, mostly everybody into the boats. Unfortunately, there are some of those people who are injured who can't safely travel. And Mr. Walter, who Claire has kind of gotten very friendly with and the, is the person that they were debating the whole surgery thing, he can't because they had to amputate above his knee. He's still healing. And for him to move around so much, it will cause his stitches to open, which mm. would not be good. So they have to leave him behind. And that made me so sad. Me too. Because you could tell Claire is torn up by it. Mm -hmm. She really doesn't want to leave him behind. But at the same time, she's like, okay, so when the British do take the fort, they're not going to kill any prisoners. That's one thing I will say. They don't kill the, they don't kill the weak or the sick. You know, they just take him as prisoners. So maybe he has a chance of surviving. You know, they could have a doctor. They could have medicines. You know, that is one thing that you do see in in shows like this when they when they depict old wars. They take care of the, you know, the prisoners 
for the most part. They didn't at Culloden, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. So they they escape from Fort Ticonderoga. And the last thing is this Miss, uh, I can't remember what her name was, the lady who was so skittish about, you know, the the Indians and the British because uh, her husband and her son were killed by the Indians. She looks back and she just looks so frightened. I'm like, sweetheart, the Indians aren't the ones that are attacking right now. That's the British. But, you know. Uh, so they escape. And then we can go to the future because we got a lot to talk about with Roger and Brianna. First yes. of all, <laughs> let's, let's, we're gonna start with her job. We're gonna start with her job, but we're gonna start we're gonna start with Mr. Horny Roger checking for her knickers and wanting her to wear the hard hat. Like Roger was so funny in this episode. I love them because you don't really get to see them be playful like that too. No, mm-hmm. especially in the last few episodes, because of the fact they've been back and it's been kind of I won't say heavy, but they just, you know. It's a lot going on. Right, it is. Yeah. But I just realized he's a uh, butt man. So (laughs) there's a couple of scenes. He's on that button and he was all in her pants. I thought that was the funniest thing. Like, rock. Children running around your house. They haven't gone to school yet. But um, so Brianna's first day at work. I want to talk about what happened in the tunnel. Because she gets right. locked, she gets locked inside the dam by her coworkers because of mm-hmm. course they're men and they're idiots and they don't like the fact that a woman is their supervisor. So they lock her in the tun- tunnel and she starts walking, trying to find her way out. And when she approaches one of the tunnels, there is this wall of shimmer mm-hmm. that gives off the same buzzing noise as the stones. The stones. And when she ran through it, I was really worried. I was like, did she just run back into another part of the past? Like, luckily, it doesn't appear that she did that. But I want to know what that. I thought so, too. I'm thinking, is she going to be in another time? I mean, what's going to happen when she come out the other end? Right. But the other thing, too, is does I, I just want to know, is it because because she has knowledge of the stones and because she is a traveler? Is that why she was able to see it? Because I'm wondering, the other guys who work there, have they seen it? Like, do they see it and just wonder, like, what the hell is this? Because it literally looks like shimmery water. Yes, but it was hard for her to go through. So I doubt that other people see it. Yeah, because I doubt that. I I think that you would have to be a traveler. Yeah, but see that and I guess that's the thing because she couldn't go through because she heard it but anybody else who would go through or who would be on that tunnel if they're not travelers they're not they're not going to hear the buzzing Mm-mm. so I'm just wondering do they just walk through and it's just nothing or do they yeah. sit there and they're like what is that weird light because it's no, different I think they would have said something about that when she was, you know, hired onto the job. I think the the travelers are sensitive. The rest of us may just walk through and be like, "Oh, that's, that's a weird feeling," mm-hmm. and then keep going. Okay, yeah, but um, yeah, we knew she was going to have some problems with this job, especially after the interview. <laughs> I mean, they didn't give her a chance. 
They really didn't, which I, I kind of sort of didn't expect them to. Yeah. But I also feel like it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it just wasn't. And I'm glad that she was able to go back and basically tell them, look, okay, you've had your fun. Don't do this shit again. I want oh, yeah. y'all fired. And then, you know. Every, la- every last one. Every last one. But I mean, because that could have been very dangerous for her. Mm-hmm. They have. locked her in. They took her keys. They took her car. They left her with a flashlight with no batteries. She could have hurt herself. She could have. She could have died. She could have fallen on one of those stones, hit her head. Like there's so many things that could have been wrong. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that she actually went to them and was like, "Look, do that again, and I will have your jobs." There, and it seems like. I don't know. I guess it could be just hazing because it doesn't feel like they were mean spirited about it, especially once she showed up in the pub. They were all very jokingly. They were like, yeah, this person would have taken forever. This person would have still been stuck in there. It was like good nature ribbing. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they did it. I don't feel like they were mean spirited about it or like they did it with. They were uh, just hazing her. Yeah. It was just basically like, oh, okay, you're a woman. You want to work with us? Let's see. Because a lesser woman or someone who doesn't have the, um, someone who doesn't have the balls that she does probably would have been like, oh, I'm not going to do this. But like Roger reminded her, he said it, this is probably something similar to what Claire went through when she started Harvard Medical. She's the mm-hmm. only female in her class. She probably went through the same kind of thing and she fought through it and got through it. So, you know, Brianna was like, oh yeah, let me remember who I came from. <laughs> and went to the pub and demanded her respect and they gave it to her. So maybe she won't have such a hard time with that job. Um, what she is having a hard time with is dealing with the fact that she is without her parents. Yes, she is. The beginning of the episode, we see her heading towards the cemetery at Lallybrock and she hears the kids playing. And I noticed that she stopped right there at that door. She was like, I'm not going in here. And it's because she's scared that she's going to find her, her parents graves there, Mm -hmm. which I guess would be, um, it would be expected if they went back to Scotland, especially since it appears that she and Roger have not read through all of the letters. So she doesn't know, like, if they went to Scotland, if they stayed in Scotland, if they went, but she doesn't know anything. And she's kind of pacing herself reading the letters so that she can still have part of them with her. But, ooh, let me tell you, that whole thing with the graveyard and when the kids were like, yeah, Jimmy said that uh, Mandy wanted to talk to granddad. granddad. No, uh, his stone is not here, but he told me that if I ever missed him to come here, you know, and he built him a care. And I, I was just sitting all of sitting there watching all of that. And I felt so emotional because we don't know how Jamie and Claire's story ends. We don't know if they're actually in there or not. And, you know, I don't, by the end of the episode, when Brianna finally goes into the graveyard and she goes to the Karen to talk to Jamie, she still doesn't look around for gravestones. And I'm kind of glad she didn't because I don't know if I would want to have, like, even though, yes, 
we know for Brianna at this point, Claire and Jamie are dead. They've been dead for 200 years. So, yeah, but it finalizes it in your, even though for you, they, you saw them alive a couple, like a year a years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago. Years ago. That will finalize it. Like mm-hmm. you won't see them again. But right now, it's a possibility you could see them. Mm-hmm. But that whole thing just made me so sad because you see, or even see your mom because she could, she could travel to your time without your dad but i mean yeah but then at the same time she probably doesn't want that to happen either because if claire comes back that means for sure that jamie is gone correct so you just don't want you just don't want no knowledge of it and the longer it takes you to read those letters go for it mm-hmm. yep but that's except, what they do except and- there's some gold that you need to ask your son about but you know they went the whole that was that was in the first letter pretty much so i mean (laughs) you don't have to read on to find the goal but okay yeah but they do find out at this point that jamie and claire have not gone to scotland because of the fact that they're fort ticonderoga and then Mm -hmm. brianna says she says i've been to fort ticonderoga my father took me there i'm wondering if frank took her there because he read about colonel frazier being there you know we always you know we've been we don't know and that's the point yeah that frank knew brianna was you know went to the past and that's why he taught her the different things that he taught her he taught her how to ride a horse he taught her how to shoot a gun all of these things that especially men of that time weren't really teaching their daughters you know and then when she mentioned that i was like so did i wonder is there a mention of them in one of those books and then when roger gets ready to pull a book out she was like no i i really don't want to know but if she if roger had read a book and said something about you know colonel jamie frazier of the militia mm-hmm. then i would have been like oh frank really did know some shit right and he didn't know if she would be there or not too so might as well take her mm-hmm. and she'll be aware mm-hmm. but i was wow. like And that's what I want to get deeper into. I have those type of questions about everything that Frank knew and how he prepared her. Right. I want that. And I know that is a big thing. Um, I've seen uh, Diana Gabaldon uh, reference that. And it's always like a title, What Frank Knew. So I don't know if she's planning on doing like a book or if it's something that she's answered because again, we haven't read the books. I know we talked about reading the books during the hiatus and just kind of catching up to where we are. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'll be able to stop now because I have so many questions. I I do. I do too. And I, I really hope that even if she doesn't put it in this series as something separate about what Frank knew. Yeah. I'm like we know reading. some of we know some of the stuff because if well if you read the fiery cross you do know that there is a letter that Frank wrote to Reverend Wakefield and Roger found that letter before he traveled back in time yes knew that and he gave it to Jamie so that Jamie could read it and basically Frank you know admitted that he knew about Jamie in the past I think he knew that Claire went back to the past and he also planted um like i said the way that jay uh claire found out that jamie um 
made it back to Scotland or the way that she thinks he made it back to Scotland is different in the show than it was in the books because mm -hmm. in the books she went to visit a church and found his gravestone at the church and her whole reaction was like what the fuck are you doing here you're supposed to be on Collada more mm -hmm. so we find out that Frank actually had that headstone put there now for for what reason I don't remember I know that's what I'm saying I, I want but I, I, I kind of side a side story side book Frank yeah so I don't know I guess we're we're, we're probably going to end up reading past mm -hmm. where we said we're going to pass so I, I don't know and we won't get any I don't think we'll get any spoilers at Dragon Con this year because the Outlander panel is only show based this year yeah, so they're not so. doing a separate book panel so there won't be there may be a little bit of spoilers but I think for the most part they'll probably try to stay away from the, the book spoilers since we're focusing on the show and I will be sitting on that panel again. Yay. Yay. So um, so yeah, I, I think we're, we're probably gonna have to read because that when she said that the fact that she said that so matter matter of factly and it just just kind of threw it in there. I was like, so Frank took her to Fort Ticonderoga. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's not that's not just the regular father daughter. Sure. Right. Daughter. That's not the major places you go on vacation. Right. Even when you do the the um educational vacation, right? That wouldn't be a place to go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. unless yeah. you knew something. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. Yeah, I do too. Right, but um, also we have this whole thing with the Nuckleby going on with mm -hmm. Roger and Brianna and the kids because the kids make mention of it again. Because when they're sitting there having dinner, Roger takes Brianna to the side or to another room because he wants to find out how her first day really went. Because the way she relays it to the kids it was like an adventure. Like, hey, I got locked in, but I found my way out. My coworkers cheered for me. She tried to make it a happy story for them, but Roger kind of sees through it. And while they're in there talking, Mandy screams and they run into the room. And Jim is like, Mandy saw someone at the window. And Mandy says it was the Nucklevy. I'm like, I still want to know what the fuck this Nucklevy is. Like, who is it? It's got to be, I don't know. It's got to be somebody that knows them as a family. Mm -hmm. Whether it's somebody current or somebody from the past. That's the question. I like I said, it can't be Jamie. It can't be Claire. It wouldn't be any one of them because they wouldn't scare the kids like that. And a couple of episodes ago, Jimmy said that the Nucklebees said to keep his existence a secret or else he would hurt Mandy. So it can't be anybody that knows them in a familiar way. So I'm like, that I need to know before we go to a hiatus. Y'all better yeah. tell me. You got three episodes to tell me who this person is. So I don't know anything. I don't have any speculations. I'm just like, I don't have a guess. I really right. don't because we're it will be different if we were still in the States and this was happening. I can name a few people, but right. Unless it's somebody like but see that wouldn't make sense either because we know Ottertooth is dead. We know Wendigo Donner is dead. 
Autotune wouldn't make sense because he doesn't know about Roger and Brianna and he didn't know about Claire. He died before Claire even uh, met him. Well, it could be like like a long lost cousin to Jamie or something. And they're like, why are these people on our family land and they don't know who Brianna is? Could be. Like that type of thing. Yeah. And they're and like, it doesn't just, necessarily have to be a traveler. Right. Yeah. Just like someone like, you know, they couldn't keep the house. And wondering who are these people who are renovating our family home? Right. And she may run. It may be a cousin. True. That she runs into. Yeah, and she can be like. Because yeah. that's the only other. That will be the only. Yeah. 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 In mm. Scotland, that's the only other person I can I think just of. I need to know who it is. I need to know who it is. Yeah. Oh, and the whole thing with uh, Jimmy getting in trouble for speaking Gaelic. It's like. And yeah, like, that was. They made me hold my hands out and and gave me three hits with the belt. <laughs> oh, this is the eighties. They did do right. That. Yeah, they did do that. <laughs> the look, they did do that. Like we did get spankings in school back then. I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> can't try we that did. shit now. But yeah, I was like, okay. But I mean, I will say this, Brianna. Like she's holding it together, but every time I see her on screen now, and it it gets to the point where she's talking about her parents, I just feel so sad, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I really want her and Roger to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they actually do in the story, but I want them to go back so bad because I just feel like, especially because she got to know Jamie, she got close with him, and then Ian is there, and Claire is there, and you know, she spent a lot of her twin. She spent most of her twenties in the seventeen hundreds. Roger, she did. So it's like, even though yes, they're back and they're forging forward, it's almost like, even though that is their time, it feels like it's not their time. Like right. they are out and of, out of, they're out of yeah. time. They're out of place because they did feel they felt good back in the past mm-hmm. and they would have stayed there honestly yeah, yeah. had mandy not been sick yeah that's mandy. the only reason that really yeah but mandy is better now go but no because you know what i don't know how mandy would do back in the 1700s because yeah, she's lived her like, whole life what what is this <laughs> she's probably like what where we going home right <laughs> where's the toilet <laughs> Where's the bathtub? Where's this? Where Running water. Cars? And the airplane. The I can't get no TV. What? Yes, that will probably be the biggest thing. So yeah, no, we don't yeah. we don't want them accusing a four or five year old of being a witch. Correct. So yeah. I just it makes me feel so bad for her. Like that scene at the beginning where you could see like she was. You know, Jimmy was trying to get her to come into the graveyard. And he was like, come see the cairn that I built. She was like, no, not today. And I was like, Jim, I know you're young, but your mama is barely holding it together right yeah, now. She's and not. that made me tear up because I I felt it. And then at the end, when she goes to talk to him, like, I know that technically speaking in her time, he's still alive in his time. Mm-hmm. But still, it was just like, I just felt so bad. And I was like, Go back. Go back. Just go back. 
till all till all of these arrogant asshole co-workers of yours to fuck off and just just go back just go back we won't mind we won't we will be okay no because that's really where you want to be right right um let's see was there anything else we need to talk about I, i think we hit everything yeah we got the hunters we got the the kind of sort of love triangle we got the reveal of ian's son we got the soup. Oh. <laughs> but the most important part, we got Ian's son. Mm-hmm. Which that along with the with the with highlights of red. <laughs> so clearly again. Yeah. This clearly. this child is is not yours. Okay, but we're gonna leave that alone. He knows right. it. He's just That's not okay. speaking it out loud. That's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He knows that it's not him. Mm-hmm. He knows that he has a chance to father other children. Yes. And now he he feels promising. He has hope. Now that he has seen Miss Hunter again and knows that she will be around. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I think the whole thing with Miss Hunter being a Quaker and actually liking the two of them, that's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. But Ian deserves his happiness. William does too, but I right now I, I need it for Ian. I need I need it to come full circle, but at yeah. the same time, that, that just kind of worries me. So Yeah, that does. So I need him to uh go back to Scotland and I need it to be there. Right. So Rachel get in the boat with him. Right, right. Get in Try. the boat, Rachel. Get in the boat. Get in the boat, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me add this tidbit, which is quite interesting, and just look up if you have a chance. Mm-hmm. There are um, people who, um, I'm assuming they're ladies who have put in the description of Jamie in the AI programs uh-huh. and the images that has come out. And several of them mm-hmm. actually looks like who we have, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. even even when he was when he was cast, when he when Diana yeah. got the video of him and she looked at it she she said she felt like he literally jumped off the page and there he was in living flesh yeah like she was like oh my god you guys did it yeah but it's so cool that you put the description in the book into ai of the character Mm -hmm. and it looks like the actor okay okay which is cool I mean, some didn't, but the ones that didn't only didn't look like him because they may have been a thinner man. Oh, okay. Okay. But the other ones, especially when in the, the first season with his, when it was all nice and curly. curly. And it was, yeah. And it I was short, the it was, curly hair. And he was young looking. I mean, it looks exactly like that. And I thought, okay, that was so cool. So right. anyone have a chance, go just look up images from AI of Jamie. Okay. Great match. Okay. And then also, we'll talk about this a few epi- a few episodes down the line, but there was somebody who had a theory about Jamie's ghost mm-hmm. in the very first book and, you know, the very first uh episode and something about the age of his ghost at the time 
there there's a very interesting theory we'll talk about it later oh. i'll talk to you about it off screen but i was like when oh, i heard it i was like oh this makes so much sense but i'm gonna leave you guys on that cliffhanger because okay I want y'all to be like what are you talking about we'll discuss it in a couple of episodes but for now that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. <laughs>